Are you ready? Ready. Last off. This is the PowerShell Podcast. PowerShell Podcast. Primarily promoting the preeminently powerful people in PowerShell. Hey, is that kind of like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers with PowerShell? <laughs> no. And now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PowerShell Podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm Andrew. Right. Uh, we're talking about, I guess, we're, we're talking about a lot of things today. We're still highlighting the community, but uh, how, how to be more efficient with your commands, how to, how to keep your history, I think is the main focus. Yeah. Prevent repeating yourself is usually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, tab complete is obviously a, a time saver, but you can do more. You can do more. There's, we, we all hate typing. And the more that it can be done for us, let's, let's have at it. You know, I, just uh, randomly, but I always tab completed until I discovered control space, which, um, I mean, it might be console specific, but it'll go ahead and show you all available options instead of just tabbing through each one, one at a time, it'll list all of the available parameters or. So I, I think they, they both have their value. If you, if you know the attribute that you're, you're typing out to focus on, just start typing it, then hit tab to autocomplete is handy. But if you know your vaguely what you're looking for just hit the dash and then control space and you're getting a list of every attribute for that command that's yeah that is incredibly useful as well yeah because a lot of times when i'm exploring the console i don't want to be moving around a whole bunch and switching contexts and for me to be able to like show all the available parameters for a command without having to run get help is quite nice right we're trying to stay in the flow not break our flow all the time yeah, every time i leave what i'm actively working on when you get back in, it takes a while to ramp back up. There's just something about once you're going, it's, everything just goes faster. So not leaving that space is incredibly valuable. 100%. With, with on that, uh, do we want to dive into our community highlight this time or, or the, the blog? Let's, no, do let's the cover blog. the blog. The blog, okay. Uh, so this blog is by Jason Helmick, and he's talking about that they have a new general release as, gen, as of, uh, let's say, the 23rd, I think, of PS Readline. 2.2. Uh, Awesome. Yep, and that one, we'll have that one in the document below. It's uh, just uh, devblogs.microsoft.com. They go in there. And it's, you just talk about all the new features that have added to PS Readline. And this is where we're talking about maintaining your history or quickly recalling commands. This is going to be, I think, the best tool for you. you. You should definitely be using PS Readline no matter what in any PowerShell instance. A hundred percent. And you may be using it not even fully aware as to what's going on. But before we get into that, I think we should switch to the community uh, highlight of the week, which is a really great video uh, by a gentleman named John Seville, who has an awesome YouTube channel. Uh, he does a lot of Azure, Microsoft type stuff, but also has a bunch of really good um, PowerShell content, including a nice video on PS Readline, which I think is a great introduction. It's nicely produced. It's If you haven't checked out his channel on YouTube before, I definitely recommend it. He has some He's a great person with some really good content out there. So definitely check that out. Yeah, that, that video is transforming PowerShell experience with PS Readline. So he's going in exactly how to use this command. Uh, this is incredibly valuable just for that bit of information. But if you're looking for a good YouTube series on learning PowerShell, he has in his uh, vi uh, videos in, as a playlist of uh, masterclass of PowerShell. It's hours of content and it's, it's definitely worth... Uh, worth listening to. He knows his stuff and he, he'll make you better at PowerShell. Definitely. Definitely. And plus, if you're in that space, if you're using Azure, if you're in the Microsoft world, it's sometimes enjoyable to watch content the, in, the, in that space, kind of like this. 
Um, uh, and if you're not into videos, he also got SevilleTech.com, where his first thing is, hey, I do a lot more videos than blogs, but he does have some fantastic blogs to help you. He just, uh, as far as community help goes, he's got a ton of information. It's not always PowerShell specific, but when it touches on PowerShell, I always learn something. Yeah, definitely. Um, which brings us into our module of the week, which we hinted at earlier, um, which is PS Readline. Yeah, I think uh, a, a lot of this week is going to be about PS Readline just because we're both big fans. Yeah, and it's important. It's worth highlighting, and there's a lot to talk about when it comes to PS Readline. Some people have probably never used it. There's a new version that just came out. A lot of stuff. So I default to installing it whenever I have a new environment, new anything. It goes in there instantly, and then I don't think about it. So in my mind, it's built in to PowerShell already, even though it's not the case. But it it I, it always feels like it's there for me just because of that case. And it's worth having. It's worth having. A hundred percent. I honestly don't even remember ever installing it because I feel like it's just <laughs> probably one of the first things I always do. Because once you start using it, um, in particular, a certain command within it, uh, you just can't stop. Like once it starts saving you time, you kind of don't forget it. Um, and I guess this sort of ties into our tip of the week, but the particular feature that I'm referring to is pressing control R to go through your command history. Have you ever used that, Jordan? Uh, I actually didn't even know it was a thing until you mentioned it. I started uh, playing with it this morning for the first time. And because uh, I believe the default history that PS Readline is going to keep is like 4,000 deep. It's not always easy to find what you're looking for. Control R makes it very easy. All 4,000 commands, you can cycle right through it, find what you're looking for. Very cool. Uh, mildly worth noting that you definitely want to keep your PS Readline history file, um, you know, protected, like, because all your commands will be written there. And that's also kind of one of the reasons why you should probably be careful with what you type into your console. Um, but perhaps we didn't mention this beforehand, but there's actually a tweet from Lee Holmes, uh, who is one of the developers of PowerShell. And he has a little bit of code that he puts into PS Readline that prevents it from saving. Um, any secure strings, any passwords, that kind of thing that I guess we'll put in the show notes. I'll have to find that. Um, but yeah. I, I guess that's a good idea. If you're like me and are prone to typing your password into the wrong window, uh, having something where they can pop up that history would be pretty bad for me. So thanks, Lee. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth noting, right? If you're an attacker, it's a place to look for potentially interesting things. And if you're the one typing into these files, it's worth being aware a little bit that they exist. But you mentioned control R before I went on that weird tangent about security stuff. Um, so you just discovered it this morning. That is so awesome, dude, because I love sharing that tip with people because it's so impactful. Like if you have PS Readline and you start pressing control R, you can start typing in any command you've typed before and it will populate the whole thing, all the parameters you used, whatever commands you piped it to, blah, blah, blah. Super awesome. Well, it, it would have been nice for, I write a lot of, uh, not, I guess not a lot, but I do write blogs on PowerShell. And a lot of times if I go in and I'm making a change, like uh, with the 4-H, I had to go do a, a supplement. I think the the blog ended up being the same, but for the uh, the video itself on it, uh, someone put in a chat that they would like a little bit more information. So I built up on that, did a second video, and I was retyping all the commands from, from scratch. Having that history where I could have just gone through and find everything that I was doing for that one where I could just make the changes that quick, it would have saved me a lot of time on uh, getting that content out. Definitely. So I'm, uh, thanks for telling me, but why'd you wait so long? We've learned from that mistake, and now we're telling a <laughs> bunch of other people about Control R. 
um, in PS Read Lines. So, you know, it was worth suffering. Thank you for your suffering. <laughs> so if, if uh, you don't have PS Read Line, it's just install dash module, and the name is just PS Read Line, and then dash force. If you're interested in being on the the beta builds or the release candidates before it's officially ready, you can do dash allow pre-release, and that's going to find the latest one that doesn't necessarily have to be uh, considered a complete product yet. And that'll help you out if you want to contribute to the GitHub or look through the issues. I believe we'll put a link down there that for the PS Redline, there are a list of open issues. If you want to go and contribute, I mean, there's never been a better time. This is one that has a lot of eyes on it, and the better we can make this, the better off everyone is going to be. Yep, if you have any issues or anything like that, definitely uh, send your feedback in. So, we mentioned this is the 2.2 release, but what did they add? What's new? What what happened here? Uh, well, one of my favorite things that they added was dynamic help. And that's okay. you're uh, typing a command like, hey, get ACL, we're messing with folder permissions, and you're not sure exactly what... Uh, Contact is, but you don't want to start over and do the git help or pipe that into. You just hit F1 in the console, and that's going to open up the help for that command. Uh, if so it you're just on, like pops it below. Yep, yep. It just uh, it's just like running the git help command. It just runs it on the fly, and it doesn't close out the typing that you have. So now you can get help with the command you're working on without having to exit out, which is so Super fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. I love the attention to detail that um, PowerShell has to the console experience. It's been really cool to see, like starting off with just Windows PowerShell and now like, you know, for me to have all this cool stuff in my console and it's really cool to see. Oh, I'm, I'm a big help. I did uh, the first video I did on PowerShell was about using Git help. I think it's Git help and then Git command just because a lot of people don't know all the information they need for PowerShell. Usually it's just right there within PowerShell. You don't need to go and research online. I mean, still do. The more information you get, the better. But Exiting out your, your workflow to go and do get help. Well, it doesn't break it out as much. It still does. Being able to just hit F1 on the fly and read about it is, I don't know. It's, it seems small, but I'm going to use that all the time. Me too. Me too. Especially once you get a little bit more familiar with PowerShell, maybe you've been using it for a little bit. You don't always need to look up the help for every command. You can kind of make some assumptions and understand how things kind of usually tie in together and some basic whatever patterns that you'll see in a lot of different modules. Well, another part is... As we know, PowerShell is always improving just because the community is always adding to it. So there's no guarantee that the command that you used last week is going to be the exact same. There might be additions to it. So hitting F1 when you're running a command, if there's a new attribute added, it's just going to pop up right there. You don't have to go look for it. So it helps you keep on top of commands used often if there has been an update or a change, as well as giving you all the information you need to go forward. And it will give you links to more help documentation if you need it. Totally. Yeah, my point earlier was that you can, if you know a good amount, you don't have to stop everything and research it. You can just press F1 and augment your already, you know, decent knowledge about whatever module you're using and just quickly, boom, use a particular parameter you've never used before or whatever. Very cool. I'm yeah. definitely going to use this. I've not used F1 yet. Yeah, I didn't see a way to specify, like, if you just wanted to grab the attributes or just the examples with F1. If you do F1, it looks like it grabs all. Cool. Which you can like page through it. Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit of scrolling. Uh, but if you're looking for a specific get help where you only want to grab a certain part, that looks like not available now. It seems like that'd be difficult. You need a different hotkey for each version of get help. I think. Hmm. It, it's also worth yeah. noting if, if you use VS Code, which I think you should be. F1 opens up the command palette. In right, that case. so it wouldn't so work there. The help doesn't work there. I think there was a, a command in there. When I think you gave it to me. The set PS read line key handler, where you might be able to change that F1 to something else so you still have the single keystroke to open up help on the fly. So that might 
get that up to being used completely. Awesome. To its full feature set. Awesome. And we mentioned earlier the predictive intelligence, um, which is where it'll like predict the rest of your command or series of commands based on your history, right? Um, it looks like there's also now a list view. So rather than just having through one long command at a time, pressing control R, going through them, you can see a list view of all the commands that contain whatever you've typed so far. It looks like uh, the default when you run those settings is going to be inline view, uh, but you can, there's a command line to change that setting from inline to list view. It's going to be set dash PS readline options, I believe. You should be able to set an option for the predictive intelligence. So inline awesome. is the inline is the default where it's going to like put the gray version of the command to continue if you're using that command line a lot, which save you a lot of time on writing out folder paths and everything. If you want the entire list view, you just need to make that change. It's a single command; it should go quick for you. Awesome. As far as predictive intelligence goes, that's not on by default. Uh, so that's one you're going to want to go and set dash ps readline option and then dash predict prediction source. And none means there's nothing in there. History means it's going to look through your history or anything within your last 4,000 commands. That's just the way, once you set that option, then the IntelliSense will be on for you. And then you're going to want to change if you want the inline versus the uh, the list view. Well, that is a very cool module. And I think it's interesting. It's such an integral module. It's It feels like it's almost part of a feature set of PowerShell, but it's actually a different module. Well, and that's one where... I didn't realize everything it could do. I mean, I just thought it was cool that I could open up PowerShell and my history wasn't wiped clean. And that was all I ever used it for. And then the PowerShell Summit last year, uh, Jason Helmick gave the preview. I, th I think this was before even 1.0 was live, but he broke down a lot of the things you can do with it. You can change the the way the IntelliSense, the color scheme that comes through. Right. It's, a, it's so customizable. You can make it. As, as robust or as customized to you as you want. I mean, by default, just not losing your history every time you open up the PowerShell console. That's fantastic. But the more you dive into it, the more value you see from it, the better it's going to be for you, the more time you're going to save on writing. And we, we, all, we all want the same goals. We want to automate out everything and take a nap. For sure. Also, what I kind of think of it, like, like a lot of times I'll create a function if I'm writing a bit of code that I'm going to reuse a lot, but sometimes I won't because I'll only be running it like five times ever potentially and just whatever. It's not part of my workflow. Control R, searching through your history for like a long series of commands or a for each loop or whatever you did allows you to sort of create reusable code within your console without actually creating reusable code on purpose. Code you can snippets. accidentally reuse and create tools, sort of. Yeah, code snippets without the snippet part. Yeah, no snipping <laughs> required. <laughs> so as far as, like, by default, this is all going to work within console with uh, VS Code. If you're using the PowerShell uh, extension, I think there's still a lot of issues in that one. They don't have any plans to bring the IntelliSense there. But if you use the PowerShell preview, uh, and then you have to go in your settings.json, and uh, I believe you want to set PowerShell.developer.featureFlags for PS Readline. And that will allow the PowerShell preview extension to run everything within within the uh, VS Code in, in the console version. Up, up in the uh, script editor on top, it's still going to be the same, but everything down the console then should work that way. So it's what we want to check. You can't run both PowerShell and PowerShell preview at the same time. So if you're if you're just using the PowerShell, I have better luck with PowerShell preview anyway. Yep, I've been running that for a long time now. 
Yeah, so I, I would recommend just switching that to PowerShell Preview, set that one line, and then you're good to go. Have all those features for VS Code or for a quick session. To, now, it's not going to copy over everything that's in the console for VS Code. Is it going to pop up in your PowerShell console if you open up that one? It's going to be independent for those ones, but it's still nice to have it, the feature available everywhere. Yeah, it's. I like tools that I can rely on being able to use frequently. It's why I like VS Code. It's why I like PowerShell. These things are available, and you can kind of assume that your current job has access to it, and probably your next job. And same thing with PS Readline. Like, I like having a workflow with reliable tools, and I just man Control R. I can't say it enough times. It is such a workflow changer. Right. If you are, if you do want to get this up on VS Code and my words didn't explain it great. Uh, Sydney Smith on the dev blogs in Microsoft has a blog on how to get all that set up and we'll have that down in our, our notes as well just so you have everything you need. Awesome. Oh, I'll be honest, I thought we'd be talking a lot more about this, but that's a lot of cool in a, in a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, PS Readline, get it, check it out. If you're already using it, I'm sure you already love it. If you aren't using it, probably you're welcome because if you start using it, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, I guess one last video link we can talk about. Uh, you sent this over to me, and there's a video out there from Research Triangle. It's the PowerShell Users Group, uh, where I think starting at minute 59, Jeff Hicks starts talking about a lot of the command line things. He doesn't, I think, specifically mention PS Readline, but a lot of things he talks about. later on he does. Like, it's the talk is mostly about PowerShell 7.2, but PS Readline is such an important thing, he can't help but mention the new PS Readline stuff alongside it because it's they're just so close, right? Definitely check that out. Uh, yeah. The Research Triangle PowerShell user group, they meet up regularly and they you'll see in the video, there's a lot of people um, like in the Microsoft Teams chat. So it's a good way if you want to socialize and actually talk to other people in the PowerShell community, check out the uh, Research Triangle PowerShell user group. They actually have like time after the sessions where they chat, they answer questions. It's a really cool community. So definitely check that out. Absolutely. I mean, it feels like uh, user groups, understandably, they used to be all over the place and now they're kind of, uh, they faded around. Yep. Uh, so if it's something you're interested in doing a PowerShell user group, uh, if, I think when we ran ours here at PDQ, we just used uh, Meetup. But it's worth starting to start a Meetup, anything PowerShell, see how many people can you can get to show up because all the research in PowerShell is nice. Talking it live is... The, the conversations just go in ways you don't expect and you always learn something new. The more time you spend talking about it, the better. So if you have an interest in PowerShell, there's no meetup or anything like that or user group where you're at, start your own. Definitely. Yeah, one thing that I find very different about the PowerShell community is how warm and welcoming and friendly the people are. So give yourself the opportunity. If you haven't been able to chat with anyone else who uses PowerShell or whatever, take a risk and, and come check out one of those meetings and chat with some people. And I have a feeling you're going to be quite pleasantly surprised at uh, kind of what we have going on here in this community. A lot of really awesome people. And it's just kind of awesome to see how sharing knowledge has just become such an important part of the community. So, Well, it's important. Even in IT, we always have the reputation of introvert. We don't want to take part of any sort of discussion, which makes sense. But in PowerShell, it seems doubly true. And they're they're very aware of that. They're aware that maybe 3% of the PowerShell community are social beings. And so they're very welcoming because they want it to be as comfortable experience for you as it possible to, to get people, all these introverts to come out of their shell as much as they can. And it's just, 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's not easy to get out there and talk about it. We're all introverts. For I'll say 97%. I'm sticking by it. There's no science behind it, but I'm going to say 97% of us are introverts. Science. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I said it as a, as a statistic. How can you argue with it? Uh, apparently is where we're at now. But it's it's because everyone's an introvert. All it takes is one person, I don't, I don't want to say being a dick, but one person shutting down, being rude for no reason, and the community is going to fall apart. So everyone is welcoming. I've never had a bad experience. Uh, the one time I, I even did something wrong in a pull request GitHub, and it just led to a discussion between me and that other person where it turns out we're both about half right, but it's just we both learned from each other that one. I found a quicker way to write my code, and he learned a little bit about uh, writing code for speed. I, I just thought that was uh, – it. I made a mistake, and it led into a discussion where we both learned something. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and it's such – an easier approach to life if you take it that way. Like you don't have to be perfect. You are open to feedback, right? You're not expecting your first try to be perfect. If someone has feedback, you're open to it, so on and so forth. I really enjoy that uh, that approach to things. And because it's likely that even on this podcast, for example, we may say something that's not 100% accurate or whatever. And, you know, it's expected. Everyone in the world makes mistakes, everyone everywhere. So it's important to still create a community and be accepting of everyone at every step of their journey, right? No matter where they are, if they're very early on and aren't really ready to contribute code and maybe they're just ready to consume modules and give feedback and be a positive member of the community to the point where they're creating heavily used modules that are used by companies all over the place. They're talking to people, they're teaching them, they're whatever. There's a place for everyone. And it's important to have all those different levels, right? We don't only want the top tier who've been using PowerShell for 10 years. We want everyone across the spectrum. And everyone that's at the, the, the top tier wants you to join them up there, so they're happy to help. Totally. I, oh, yeah. I, I leave every conversation with PowerShell with a warm, fuzzy feeling, which as someone who s struggles with the social skills, I made a mistake on a webcast once, and it sent me spiraling. Like for three weeks into depression, I couldn't shake it because it was a dumb mistake, and I just couldn't forgive myself. And everyone I talked to was very supportive of it. They understood that, you know, mistakes happened and everything, like it was corrected quickly, but... It makes it, it makes it difficult to dive out there, but I mean, if I, with my incredible amounts of uh, inadequacy feelings, can can push through it, anyone can. So just join join the conversation. Yeah, I, I'm. You'll be pleasantly surprised, and it'll make you feel more comfortable to jump in in the future. Definitely, definitely. Um, man, it really speaks to how much this community has impacted us with how much we rant about how great it is and how, you know, like it is it it's impacted us more than just code, more than just that. Like it's it's had a role in our growth as humans, as pushing ourselves, as you know, seeing our limitations, feeling uncomfortable, and having enough community support, enough internal support to like push through it. And that's just such an awesome thing. At this point, my entire career is built on PowerShell. Yeah, and when we started this podcast, it wasn't, let's talk about the cool things PowerShell could do. Our media focus is we should talk about how awesome the community is. We love PowerShell. It is, in, in my opinion, the, the greatest tool that a sysadmin can use. The community is still better. No matter how great PowerShell is, the community is even better, which makes both, it's just a symbiotic relationship at this point. It just keeps on building on each other. It's, I don't see... Anything but vast improvement for PowerShell in the future, which blows my mind because it's already great. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what what they keep adding to it as time goes on, and it's definitely a fun time. And I, I just, you know, I know that you mentioned PowerShell is an amazing tool. I love PowerShell. 
I don't try and convince other people that it's amazing because you can just call other stuff from PowerShell, which I am, I love doing, right? Calling other executables, other whatever you need to do. I just like PowerShell's my home base. If you have a different home base, we can probably still get along. Maybe you can call PowerShell and provide it script files using whatever command line you're using uh, because PowerShell's available as an executable there. So a lot of cool stuff. So for me, PowerShell, I got into it from my brother who through my whole career has been a huge help. But he said, uh, learn PowerShell and you'll stand out. And he never let me wrong, so I learned it. And by the end of my time at my last job, we would be in a meeting and said, who could collect this data? Who could make this mass change? And it was always just Jordan could do it with PowerShell. There was no reason. It, I just became like, like a magic wand, I guess. It's like, how, who can grab this quickly? And it just became do PowerShell. And yet, even though I kept on showing all this value, I couldn't get anyone to learn it with me, which... Which is frustrating, which is why I should have jumped the uh, community earlier because I, I felt solo or alone for a lot of it. And that was my own fault. It's uh, a pretty but, common experience, I feel. And I have a feeling that when you were going through that, the uh, things were a little different, um, you know, because I, I kind of went through a similar thing at my work where I did a bunch of stuff with PowerShell. But like, anybody, can, can you guys use my tools more? Can we? <laughs> no. Um, now it's becoming regular where you just see entire job postings where PowerShell's a must. It used to be viewed as like this fringe thing, but now it's becoming pretty critical to to keep on your career progression. And, and from what I've heard from some people in certain industries, it's actually getting hard to hire people who know PowerShell. So, you know, training people, sharing your knowledge, increasing that, like there's a need for PowerShell skills. So you're needed, PowerShellers. Yeah, and that uh, same brother gave me the advice. He's He's a Linux guy. And he uh, was excited to find out that he could now use PowerShell on Linux because he was a Windows person when he got me started, made the shift over, and now he's using PowerShell again. I think he prefers various other languages just because that's what he's most comfortable with. But having PowerShell within Linux or Mac now, I think, is a, it makes it even more valuable. It's not locked to a Windows environment. Totally. And you know what? It's beautiful because your brother doesn't need to know PowerShell. If you've written decent scripts that are like readable and your brother has maybe scripted a couple things before... Most people can kind of piece together what's going on in a script, um, especially if you have like some crazy line that does some regex stuff. If you note what it does, like you put a uh, comment before, kind I feel like important. most people who can read English can read PowerShell, um, so which allows you to communicate in, in different ways with people with different backgrounds. It's really cool. So I love That's, hearing that. Yeah, naming the commands, the, the verb dash noun was a stroke of genius. I'm not sure how, I, like I said, I... The only language I've ever learned is PowerShell, so I don't know what others are like. I don't know if verb-noun is a common pairing, but, oh, I love it. I don't think so. I don't know where they do that. All right. Definitely. Well, I, don't know, I, I don't know. I enjoy this one a lot. I, I feel like this, anyone listening to this, even if we're babbling nonsense and you feel like you want to up your game, just uh, install the module from PS Readline, start tinkering with it. You're, you're going to be happier for the experience. Definitely. And can we plug our email for feedback? If you have any feedback, if you have any positive feedback, any oh. scripts you need help with, anything else? It, it doesn't have to be positive. I mean, we would love positive feedback. But if you yeah. email PowerShell at PDQ.com, whether it's a question you have or a script you're working on you want some help with or feedback or something we missed that we can throw into the next one, please do. Uh, like we said, this is all about we love the community. So we're hoping the community joins us in this one and takes part. Uh I guess the last thing, if, if you are listening to this in Apple, please give us a five-star rating that helps us get up there and more people learn PowerShell, the better. 
And if it's not a five star, tell us how we can get there with the powershowpdq.com. No, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you next week with some more PowerShell information. I think the next time we're going to be covering, oh, uh, Poshbot. So final yeah. answer. All right, yeah, let's Poshbot. Do it. Yeah, tune tune in for that. Awesome. Right. Thanks, everybody. Yep. I'm Jordan. I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening to the PowerShell podcast with your hosts Jordan Hammond and Andrew Claw. Blah 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 blah. The PowerShell podcast is a production of PDQ.com.